Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Music Box with Tanya Dallas Lewis, where there is love inside, bringing you the hottest gospel and Christian music, interviews that are all the way live, and the latest Christian and gospel news. So don't touch that dial. recording artist Tanya Dallas Lewis and this is the music box it was a scorcher today in the DMV oh my goodness actually it really wasn't that bad I think everybody said how bad it would be and then I went out there and I was like it's really not that bad but anyway we've got a great show lined up for you today Uh, the Walmart brother is in the house and we are so excited I sent out the clarion call to all of my fellow music peers, indie artists, anyone out there uh, who does what we do, (laughs) I set out the call to let you guys know that this is a show you do not want to miss, okay? We've got a music industry, she's an expert, you guys, and she's promoting her new book. It's called The Tiny Guide to Huge Success, 100 Biz Boosting Hot Tips to Ignite Your Performing Career, and I know more than a few of you fellow artists out there could use a swift kick in the butt, especially when it comes to getting more bookings, okay? I know some of you have managers, and a lot of you don't. And a lot of you are just sitting around waiting for those bookings to come to you. Well, guess what? Our special guest is Jerry Goldstein. She's an author, music industry expert, and she's going to be talking about that and so much more. So here's what I want you to do. Yeah, you have a job. Of course, I'm always asking something of you guys. <laughs> I want you to make sure that you call all your friends, especially your music peers. And yes, I know that not all of you are musicians uh, and artists, etc. But surely, surely, surely you know someone who is. So make sure you text them. I don't care if you have to Facebook them, tweet them. If they live next door, I want you to walk out of the house. That's right. Go next door. Knock on the door. <laughs> And let them know that Tanya Dallas Lewis, the host of The Music Box, is on right now with some very, very timely information just for you. So you guys, make sure you keep it locked right here. If you want to call in and you have a question for Ms. Goldstein, Goldstein, you just make sure that you dial 646-652-2106 and press 1 to speak to me, and we'll make sure that we get your question to her I think that's the right way to say it. we got more coming up for you right now, so we're going to give you a little bit more of my music. It's called Whitney Calls Your Name, and it's right here on the Music Box with your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis, and Liza Tatita, also known as the Walmart Brother. Hey! 
The third annual Independent Gospel Artists Alliance Conference is coming July 19th through the 21st, 2012 in Chesapeake, Virginia. Learn more about the conference events and activities and how to register. Log on to IndieGospelAlliance.com. That's I-N-D-I-E GospelAlliance.com. Or call 301-509-3459. Save the date and plan now to attend the third annual Independent Gospel Artists Alliance Conference July 19th through the 21st in Chesapeake, Virginia. You'll be glad you did. You're invited to feel the joy. One of the largest gospel events in the country is coming to Carowinds in Charlotte. Joy Fest 2012 with Fred Hammond. Plus Mary Mary. Marvin Sapp. And Lecrae. Premier Festival presents Joy Fest 2012 at Carowinds. Now featuring the 301-foot-tall Windseeker, new for 2012. Also featuring comedian Bone Hampton and one-year fellow artist, the Joy Fest opening act chosen by your vote. Get tickets now and save $10 with the Super Early Bird Special. Tickets available now by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at joyfest.org. Joy Fest 2012, one of the largest gospel events in the country. May 26th at Carowinds in Charlotte. Get tickets and more info at joyfest.org. Presented by Premier Festivals. So glad to know you this way. Introducing anointed psalmist, worship leader, and songwriter, Javon Inman. Javon Inman knows worship, having pinned well over 200 songs for artists, churches, choirs, and himself. Javon Inman has the heart of a worshiper and invites you to join him in the secret place, the safest place in the whole wide world, with music from his hit new CD, Heart of a Worshiper, with songs like his current single, Redeemer. You wanted me, even though you knew all that I would do. Up a copy of Javon Inman, Heart of a Worshipper, today. Available at all digital download stations or at JavonInman.com. Music industry critics and fans alike agree on one thing. Javon Inman is not just gifted, he is anointed and you can feel it in his music. tonight right here at the music box happy thursday i know some of you had a long drive home the traffic was crazy your boss got on a special nerve today and yet here you sit (laughs) that's love i tell you and i thank you so much because this is the music box and of course it's a place where you will find love inside i want to say hello to my music brother uh logic the teacher you there yes you know you want to be here. I'm I'm What's on tight. I'm never I'm never where I'm supposed to be, but I'm always where I need to be on time. 
Well, we've got an amazing show today. You remember, Jerry, we had her before? Yeah, I was talking to her earlier today. Had, you, I, you were? I, I unfortunately wasn't following her. And oh. So I, you know, I had to find her because, you know, I get upset when them people don't follow me back. But I couldn't get upset <laughs> with her because I didn't act to follow her. So oh, I followed no. her, and, you know, she's just cool as a fan. She's like, yo, thank you for following me, and I hope you have a wonderful time. I can't wait to talk to you tonight. She's great. Great. So, I know uh, she's so she's so polite, and she yeah. gave me a great quote too. I'm I'm gonna be using that. That's gonna be everywhere. <laughs> she gave you a great quote. I told her, I asked her was she ready. I hope she's ready. I think so. she is. You know, we have her in the virtual green room, and mm-hmm. she was here five minutes early, and I didn't have the food ready for her. But it's okay. You know, she was early. Logic. She was early, I mean, what right. was I supposed to do? Right. Right. So it was probably bringing the food in from the back. They like, were. Wow, and all the churches, you know, you always bring the food in from the back. The kitchen's yeah. always in the back. So you well, let me tell back. you, Jerry was so cool. She didn't even mind. She was like, oh, Tanya, no problem. <laughs> right. So tonight's menu actually is, is pretty neat. Um, we, we're kind of doing like a Chipotle thing in the virtual green room for her. And okay. so, um, you know, tacos, um, burritos, pique uh, de gallo. What? I said we're spicy today. We are. We're very spicy tonight. We are. We are. So, and then, of course, I have some, um, I have red wine in there for her, as well as some ginger ale. And then, of course, you know, room temperature water. I don't know if Jerry sings, but um, I know she's managed managed some amazing, uh, you know, worldwide talent. And uh, she's an author. Her books and materials materials are used in music colleges and regular colleges um, around the nation, probably the world. So she's she's the bomb oh, wow. diggity. Right. I know. She's top of the line. I know. That's I know. Why we so we're gonna get. We had to be. I know. Classy with them today. You drank it today. What? I said we had to go classy today. We, we did because classy. we Can have you? Jerry in there, and you know I got to take care of her. <laughs> Oh, God. So let me go ahead and get her out of the virtual green room. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Music Box. And we've got a featured guest on tonight. Many of you uh, tweeted me and Facebooked me and let me know that you would definitely be listening in tonight because your bookings definitely could use uh, a swift kick in the butt. That's what I call it. And her book, The Tiny Guide to Huge Success, 100 Biz Boosting Hot Tips to Ignite Your Performing Career. I call it the Indie Bible. I know it can help you. Jerry, welcome back to the Music Box. Oh, how are you guys? It's so great to be back again. And you treat me so well. You treat me just so well. <laughs> how, how was the food in the virtual room? Oh, was fabulous. That okay? And how did you know that that's one of my favorite uh, oh. styles of, of uh, food? Uh-oh. It, it's just spicy, uh, probably, divine in, probably divine inspiration, I would imagine. That's right. <laughs> right. There it is. <laughs> and hopefully we didn't offend you with the red wine. We had we had a oh, Baptist no, guest no. a couple weeks ago, and so they were like, no, 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 no red wine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. Oh, so it's leftover. <laughs> no. That's a fresh bottle for you. Fresh bottle. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> we ain't going to tell nobody you drank half of it already, Jerry. No, no. I'm not going to tell anybody. We're going to keep it between us. Okay, right. well, well, you're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, her name is Jerry. Did I say your last name right? Goldstein, you're right. Goldstein. I did. Okay, yep. just making sure. Yep. I know I said that the last time, too. But yeah, anyway, you got it. she is the former agent and manager for some of the top touring acoustic artists on the circuit, uh, including artists like Robin and Linda Williams and Garrison Kellyor and the Hopeful Gospel Quartet. That's Quartet. killer. 
Thank you. You corrected me the you last bet. time. You bet. Dan Crary, so many, and she's doing her thing, and we're so excited uh, that this very renowned author and music industry expert is with us tonight. Jerry, tell us um, just a little bit of background information on your book, because this is almost like a part two of sorts, isn't it? Uh, well, it's the second book um, of the first one was How to Be Your Own Booking Agent, and that one was a really big book, and it was done a number of years ago. And uh, I got the inspiration for this particular book from having written these little biz booster hot tips over the course of, I guess, the last four and a half years. And when I looked at the storehouse that I had of over 250 of these little biz boosting hot tips, I thought, you know, that seems like it's a book. <laughs> and I said, why don't I just pull together about 100 of them of my favorites and, and start doing some volumes, you know. So, so this is volume one. And in a next year, maybe I'll do another volume two of the next hundred. Wow. Well, yeah. I personally got a copy of the book, and Logic, the teacher, she even signed it. I know. Uh, I was very excited to send you your copy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very excited that you know there's two for one here. Oh well, part, so uh, I'll have to I'll have to get on this right away. See, <laughs> I, I appreciate that, and I'm definitely not going to tell anybody about the wine now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was excited when I got the book because I was like, I hope she signed it because I flipped through it so quick. And I was like, she didn't even sign this book. What's wrong with her? And then I went back and looked, and sure enough, uh-huh. she did. Uh-huh. She probably so was I like, know people I hope are listening. It. What did you say? I said she's probably like, she hope you read it. Oh, no. <laughs> she doesn't have to worry about that because we're going to be talking about some of the tips that she highlighted uh, that Jerry wants to share with artists, uh, musicians, Anybody out there who's looking to, uh, you know, ignite their performing career. There you go. And then I'm going to throw in a couple of my own, but I don't want any delay again because so many people were excited about tonight's show. So, Jerry, we're going to unleash you. Um, tell us, uh, when it comes to goals and planning, uh, some of your uh, biz booster tips uh, that okay. you find are very helpful to artists. Okay, well, you know, one of, one of my favorites is, uh, is biz boosting tip number one, uh, number, number ten. And um, and the reason why I like this one, it's called um, doing a short call list. You, you know, have you ever sat down and said, okay, I've got to book my tour, and I'm looking out at like three months out into the future, and I go, oh my God, it's all empty. And you sit down, uh, you know, you got your cup of coffee, and you go, I'm going to book the entire tour right now in the next hour. And you make this long list, or you use a long database of of uh, of um, venues that you want to go to or festivals, whatever, and you start making calls. Aren't you, like, overwhelmed already? Absolutely. You're you're overwhelmed already, uh, or you do a mailing, and you say, say, oh, I'm going to send out a mailing to all the venues on the East Coast. And so you've sent out, you know, a, a mailing of hundreds, maybe even thousands. Aren't you overwhelmed already? I mean, can you actually follow up on that mailing? No. So, biz booster number 10 is is make a short call list. And I suggest that you do a list of, let's say, five calls. You're going to make a commitment to make five booking calls this week, this week, for the specific tour that you're looking to line up. So, that means that you have to plan a little bit ahead and 
can you do five calls? I mean, like, that's five days. Maybe you do one call a day. Can you do that? You can actually get that done, can't you? Right. And let's yeah. say you're really good and you do a call and it is successful and you get it all going and you're feeling really optimistic about this. Well, then you can add another one to your list. But if you start off with a list of 100 calls you have to make, man, you are starting to be overwhelmed and feel defeated before you even got going. Right. Well, Jerry, I'm going to probably uh, take a big guess here and say that most of the artists, and Marvin, correct me if I'm wrong or if you think I'm speaking out of turn, most gospel artists aren't calling really anybody. They are <laughs> um, sitting around, not okay. not doing anything, but probably waiting for you know the calls to come to them and then right. wondering why their bookings are so small right. or they're probably uh, just, you know, focusing on church bookings when yeah. there's so much more, still, still um, you know, venues still. and other events that they could be booking. But but it's so still, a, even, but even, maybe for them to make a hundred calls absolutely would feel overwhelming. But yeah, I think right. that's a, a kick in the butt right there to even right. do five. And you're saying yeah. five in a week? I'm saying if you make a list at the beginning of the week and say I'm going to reach out to these five different. Um, venues, churches, whatever you want to do. Um, okay. And that's doable because if you feel totally accomplished and say you make the first phone call, you get a really positive response and it's looking good, well, go to the second call on your list. Maybe you'll make it through those five calls in one day and then just add a couple of more. And then you're feeling like, oh, I could do this. You know, I could actually do this and get some gigs. Fill in that calendar, get something going, start a relationship with any number of people that I've decided I want to bring my music to, you know. So, so it makes it much more doable. It makes it much more manageable, and it gives you a starting point where you're saying, I think I'm going to be successful at this. You know, I think I can handle it. Now, in your book, which I call yeah. the Indie Bible, and again, if you're just tuning in, I've got Jerry Goldstein on. She is a music industry expert. That's what I call her. She is. <laughs> and she's also an author, tried and true. Her book, her new book is called The Tiny Guide to Huge Success, 100 Biz Boosting Hot Tips to Ignite Your Performing Career. And she was just sharing, she's going to be sharing a few tonight, but she was just sharing uh, uh, booster tip number 10. Now, Jerry, you're going to talk right now about um, what people need to do to be prepared to before they make a call. What should they do before they make a call? Well, I start think making that if we're going to if we're going to talk about say this booster number 15, which is a little bit of research before mm-hmm. you act. So, you know, going back to that whole scenario of you sitting down and being all excited about making calls, but let's say you don't know much about what's going on with the person or the venue or the church that you're actually about to call. All you have is the contact information or the phone number and not even the contact name. It really makes a difference in how you come off if you do some research. Get some sense of what are they about? What are they looking for? Do they have the kind of events that you would probably fit into? Um, do they have some events coming up that maybe if you can't be the main performer or the main act, maybe you can open up for somebody that's coming in 
or share the spotlight with somebody that they already have booked in case they are already booked. But it makes you sound that much more professional. It gives you a sense of being able to talk about their thing as if you understand them, you know them, you want to build a relationship with them coming from a place of uh, knowledge and a place of uh, concern for what you can do for them. Absolutely. And I know Marvin and I talk about this all the time. Um, you know, for gospel artists, a lot of us are competing, if you would, and I use that term loosely, for the mm-hmm. same venues, meaning churches. Right. But with this next tip, you kind of give us something to think about. And I know plenty of artists, uh, whether they're inspirational artists, jazz artists, gospel Mm -hmm. artists, whatsoever, uh, whatever their genre might be, who aren't really thinking about this next tip you're about to share. Tip number 28. Oh, number 28. Uh, You know, sometimes people will think, oh, I feel like doing booking uh, booking a festival or booking whatever kind of venue you want to book, and, and let's say it's September, I think I'm going to just do it right now, sit down and do it right now. But it may not be the best time to call that type of venue. So it's, it's uh, having a sense of booking time frames. So clubs, for instance, might be uh, booking very tight time frames like maybe six or eight weeks out. But if you're thinking about calling a festival, and there are plenty of gospel festivals all around, I'm imagining, um, and whatever kind of festival you're thinking about playing, most of the times that festival is set up so that it's done once a year. It's probably not you know, done more than once a year. So the people who are booking that festival are doing their planning very far in advance. In fact, sometimes the festival artistic directors, the programmers who book the talent, while they're at this year's festival, they're they're looking at how everything is working. Who are the artists that are playing, performing well together? How did this artist follow the other artist on the main stage and did it you know, did that work? And while they're at that festival this year, they're thinking about what they want to do the next year. So hmm. wh- when you think about when's the best time to call a festival, um, it's never the best time a month before the festival. <laughs> you never want to call them right before they're about to do this year's festival. And so you have to, you're saying we have to plan. You've got to plan. You know, you've got to think about and and let's say the festival, let's just give it an arbitrary date. Let's say the festival is happening July 28th. Well, so from uh May and June, you don't want to be bothering that festival promoter to book you because that festival is booked. They're working on getting all the details done for this year's upcoming festival. And then let's say the festival's over now. You don't want to call them the month after the festival is over because they're relaxing. They're they're cleaning up all the details of the festival. They don't want to really hear from you the month after the festival's over. Maybe they're going to other festivals to see what other people are doing. And maybe well, I real- got your tip just in time because yeah. I was looking at my local paper uh-huh. and I saw that they are doing a concert series um, and it, it kicked off maybe about two weeks ago okay. and it's Main Street shows to run through July 27th. So, Jerry, I noticed that they had so many different musical genres but they didn't have gospel and ah. I know there's a 
his gospel presence here. So right. because of your book, I called the promoter, and I, you know, I let him know, just like you said, you yeah. know, they've already selected all their acts, obviously, through July right. 27th. Right. But I asked, you know, I let him know that I had sent him my, you know, electronic uh, uh, performance press, yeah. kit, I mean, right. press kit, yep. and that, you know, of course, what I just said to you, and if he would consider putting me on the calendar next year. Uh-huh. Perfect. Perfect. Uh-huh. And you see, now you have an entire year to start building a relationship and maybe offering some suggestions for other gospel artists to fill that bill and to fill go. that slot that's not being taken care of during sure. the the concert season. So now you now you're uh, now you're on board and in their mindset. And right after the festival, you know, time frame is over, then you can start really building that relationship. Also, Jerry, uh, yep. I think this one is great for multiple fine art groups yep. in Christian uh, um, in the Christian industry. This is not just for your singers. This is also for the you know the dance uh, shows that they have come out. Art That's galleries. Right. There are a lot of. There are so many Christian based right. uh, artists and right. uh, inspirational artists that can pivot off of this wonderful tip. It's a wonderful tip because, um, like the Jazz Fest is coming up. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow here, right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm never where I'm supposed to be. I'm in Hampton <laughs> right now. Okay. So in Hampton, Hampton has a year-long, uh, I mean, an annual jazz festival. So right. We're right. Talking about that jazz festival, and it's like, yeah, I, I would really, I have a mind of like CNT, one of the our, our artists that came on our our show, right. um, uh, a couple of other artists that do poetry and jazz, and it would be great for them to make that phone call right. between, right. Um, well, it, it completes itself uh, after this weekend, between next week and three weeks out for next year's jazz. That's right. Or, um, it, and this is, I, I really love that. I highlighted this tip because I really thought it was great for other art groups other than just singing. We do oh, yeah. just singing all the time. But, oh, yeah. Um, it, and, it's and I mean, really it, great. It, it's a definite um, plus for any style or genre uh, or field of, you know, performance if you're trying to get into some kind of a festival. Right. And there's tons of different kinds of festivals, you know, all around the world. So this really, it, it one, it shows your professionalism. It shows your concern for the people that are doing it. And, and it, it displays this whole factor of it's not all about you. You know, it, you're, you're having some kind of consideration Right. For the the, the promoter, the yep. artistic director. Yeah, <clears throat> this is a great pivot because under negotiating, and I don't know if I can ask ask my yep. question. I have two things. One, um, our two. You have number sixty one. Oh yeah. No is just the beginning. I know. I However, love this one. However, yeah. I wanted to know if yeah. too many yeses are worse than integral no's. Well, it depends on what what the yes is about. <laughs> So it just getting it, is every venue that says yes always better than um, uh, the no's that you get. And you might get an honest no and get yeah. 15 yeses from these other venues. Is there a limit? How do you balance the two? Well, I think just taking a page sort of out of out of this this particular biz booster. Um, what this one is really saying is that when you um, are are trying to do a booking. It's much better at the first place that if if the person is not going to book you, that it's better to get a no because like no is my second favorite answer. 
Right. And then what you do, you don't hang up. You don't get all depressed. You don't get all sulky and cry and, you know, and, and decide that, uh, oh, well, they don't like me. But what you do when you get a no, it's the beginning of a new conversation because now you know that you can't do it. Like let's say you were trying to get a date on October 25th and, you, and they can't do it on October 25th. Maybe they can't have you there at all this year. So now it's time to have another conversation where you say, okay, well, if I can't do it that particular date, I see that you're also doing some festival next uh, spring. Perhaps I could be part of that festival and not be the main act, but can be a, uh, a participant in an event that doesn't necessarily rely on just me to be the one bringing in the ticket money. Um, and so it opens up a new conversation. Yeah. yeah. Now, going to your question about you know too many yeses, I think that when you have a plan for your career and you understand what kinds of venues are your choice venues, what kind of preferences you have as a performing artist to be building your career, like if you're getting a yes from a a small venue that's not paying you enough of what you need, well, you may make a choice that that doesn't work for you. Right. So I think it goes back to a, a position of are you looking at the kinds of venues and the kinds of performance opportunities that build your career rather than just filling dates. Excellent. You know. And, I, you know, number 61 is a tip that I loved because – um, I was just sharing with some friends on Facebook that, you know, I'm learning to see God in the no. <laughs> no is not a bad thing, like you said. And, mm-hmm. you know, you call, you know, for instance, I talk to a pastor, let him know that I, I let him know that I do kids and music workshops, was interested Great. in getting on his calendar for this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when it didn't work out the way I wanted, it was no problem at all. We had just right. built a relationship now. That's now it. he knows me. He knows my faith. I actually went to the church, sat exactly. in the room, and met with him. And now we're looking to get on his calendar for next year. That's, exactly. And, and, oh, my gosh, who doesn't want their calendar for next year already booked up from January to December? I think everybody <laughs> would that's like that. The, that's the biggest, one of the biggest things is looking much further out Ahead. And, and, and having a sense of of what you would li- where you would like to be uh, in in the next year in the next two years because you know as as we were talking about those festivals well some of those festivals you know they may be booked even for next year so you're looking two years out and when you're looking at a festival then you can start looking at the surrounding area and community and the way that, you know the drive or the the travel to the festival and from the festival and start creating a tour around that so-called anchor date if you have it far out in advance. Absolutely. And then even with the pastor and dealing with churches, sometimes the uh, administrators or the music ministers feel less threatened if they know that they've got a year you know, they'll go ahead and pencil you in, you know, right, at least, right, um, right. even if right now is not a good time. Or, right. a matter of fact, uh, Marvin, one of uh, Jerry's other tips are, you know, if it's too late, that's still no problem. You, if you research the venue before you called and you know who they got coming in, you could easily say, hey, I noticed that you have such and such band or gospel act or whatever coming in. Uh, they're similar to my genre. I'd love to open up for them. Do you have someone to open up for them? So it's 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 basically what she already said, and again, 
all my music peers out there. No doesn't necessarily mean no. Sometimes it means not now. And sometimes it means ask the question differently or think on your feet and keep the conversation going and suggest something else. So well, that's exactly what you need to be doing and, and a lot of thinking on your feet and, and being a conversationalist and taking taking cues from the person so that you can also share with them a bit of your personality. You know, and, and having that more. kind of yeah, having that kind of a conversation allows you to to exhibit you know your uh, flexibility, your concern, and your exuberance for what you do. How do you know if they're not supposed to take A lot of don't necessarily have a personality, though, Jeff. Right, Gary. there we go. See, we, we think great minds think alike. See, <laughs> what but was I that said now? I worded both mine you, Both of you were talking. What, what was that question now? We were saying, what what if what, what is the limit? Why, like, how do you know that you're not supposed to be even making the phone calls? This where I want yeah, to get because some, some people would say, well, my manager should be making that call, but then some people don't even have a manager. That's and right. then I know some people in the business who are farther ahead than me who yeah. are managers who have told me that if you're relying on your manager to book for you every little thing, right. then you're not doing your job as an artist. Right. You well, should let's, not rely on your manager. Actually, do managers even do that? I mean, up. they do that on the side, but some people yeah. even have booking agents to do that, correct? Yeah, so I wanted to clear that up. You know, like the managers are really not supposed to be doing bookings, but the agents okay. are. So, And, and in, in some, some states, states, that's a very important distinction that one needs to make, like especially okay. like California and New York and Florida. You know, so managers are not the ones doing the, the mm. booking, but the agents are the ones doing the booking. But let's let's just say for instance that you do have an agent. You know, some people they do have agents. And mm-hmm. the big thing one needs to do if you do if you have an agent is to build your relationship with that agent so that you are sharing often your goals, your your uh desires, your plans for when you want to be touring in some particular area and set your uh, timelines together and be more of a partner rather than sitting on the sidelines and assuming that just because you have an agent that they are going to either be able to get you the kind of bookings you want or that they're, you know, that they're out there really working hard on your behalf. If you sit back and just assume that that's happening, well, then they they sometimes feel like, well, maybe you're not hungry enough. Maybe you're you know maybe you're just busy doing something else. But if you create a partnership and are and create a method and a, a a strategy and a way that you communicate with each other, then you are going to be doing as an artist be doing far better, and your agent is going to be doing much more on your behalf if you have that relationship. I mean, Absolutely. If you're just tuning, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Music Box with National Gospel Artist Tanya Dallas Lewis and my co-host, the Walmart brother, of course, Logic the Teacher. Our special guest is author and music industry expert Miss Jerry Goldstein, and she is sharing with you some of her tips for her from her book, her new book, The Tiny Guide to Huge Success. 
100 Biz, boosting hot tips to ignite your performing career. We're going to take a quick break, a quick music break. And when Jerry comes back, we're going to be talking about CD sales. We're going to be talking about selling CDs in bulk. She's even going to be giving you some promotion and marketing uh, tips to help you go a long way. So make sure you don't go anywhere. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to call in at 646-652-2106. Or in the chat room, I am checking on you guys. Thank you guys for hanging out in the chat room. If you all have any questions for Ms. Goldstein, you just let me know, and I'll ask them on your behalf. It's the Music Box with Tanya Dallas-Lewis, and guess what? We've got new music from Anthony Brown. Many of you know who Moret Brown-Clark is, Stella Award winner, DC Zone. Well, if you remember her hit song, uh, It Ain't Over, he wrote that. He's worked with Deshaun Mitchell, Karen Clark Shear. The list goes on, and now he's got his own project out. So you guys enjoy this. We'll have Anthony Brown on the show soon. But for now, listen to his new single entitled Testimony. Hey, everybody, this is Anthony Brown from Anthony Brown and Group Therapy. Keep it locked right here, because coming up next is my new single, Testimony. Everyone.
joining and tuning into the music box. Happy thankful Thursday to everybody out there. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Tanya Dallas Lewis, award-winning inspirational artist at your service tonight. In the co-pilot seat with me is none other than the Walmart brother. You there? Logic, the teacher, you already know. You know, you always introduce me every night. I just love how you you do that. You do a wonderful job with that. She that's how that. special you are, I think. <laughs> really. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Are you going to add something <laughs> at the end of that? Because you know you like making other No, not, not yellow bus, short bus. Uh, yellow, that's you're not going to do that? Mean, not your bus? No, not my bus. That's right. Just totally special. Uh, uh, but right. thank you guys again for tuning in on tonight. Some great, great industry biz boosting tips just for you tonight for those musicians out there, those recording artists, uh, friends of, you know. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a question for our special guest, of course, her name is none other than the incomparable, amazing Miss Jerry Goldstein, author and music industry expert, booking manager, booking agent. She's done it all, written books galore, and I call her new book, the Tiny Guide to Huge Success, 100 Biz Boosting Hot Tips to Ignite Your Performing Career. I call it the Indie Bible, and don't you worry, before this show is over, she is going to tell you where you can get your copy. I've got mine, and no, you can't borrow it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know Jesus says share, but I'm not sharing anything here, okay? <laughs> Sherry, thank you so much for hanging out in the virtual green room. We bring oh, you back it's in. been a pleasure. Been been quite fun, quite fun. We've got about 10 minutes left, and I want to make sure uh, that we we talk about CD sales, especially selling CDs in bulk. Now, I don't know if you know this, and I'm sure you do, but especially, he said out of the trunk. (laughs) 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 Marvin. That's how you do it, Memphis, man. Right out of the trunk. That's how we do it. With with the jerseys and and, and, and coats, everything you need, forks, bootlegs. Forever. A lot of artists rely on this income uh, as, you know, their livelihood. So CD sales is very important. But we're going to let you share tip number 44, selling CDs in bulk. Tell us oh, in yeah. bulk. Tell us about that one. So, so you know, how many times have you been uh, asked to play a benefit? Or maybe even there's some artists out there that play weddings. And maybe there's uh, at times that you play uh, a corporate gig or some other kinds of of gig that's not your normal situation where you can put out your table and sell your CDs the normal way that you probably are used to doing. Well, you know, if you have the conversation ahead of time with whoever it is that's, you know, doing the booking, you could offer to them, let's let's just use wedding as an example. I mean, you know, there's probably a lot of artists, no matter what else they do, every once in a while they play a wedding. And, uh, um, and, and you think, well, this is a situation you're never going to be able to sell CDs. But have you heard of wedding favors? Well, possibly if you talk to the, uh, you know, the the organizer, maybe it's the bride, maybe it's the bride's mom, and you talk about uh, buying a bulk amount, like like maybe how many people are going to be at the wedding. Maybe there's 100 people coming to the wedding. Maybe there's more. And you sell them your CDs as a wedding favor, something mm. since maybe you're gonna, you'll be there, and you mm. sell them at 50% off or give them oh. a great deal. And now instead of not selling anything, 
you're selling 100, maybe maybe 80 to 100 to 150 to 200 CDs. They're going to buy something anyway, right? They're going to go right. to the store. <laughs> They're going to buy some little piece of something or other to give to all their, their people at the wedding. Why yeah. not give a memorable uh, CD of the artist that was actually there performing at the wedding? Jerry, it depends on what wedding. Because, you know, you know we don't buy too many things. You'll see bootleg little CDs of miracles <laughs> on every table. I <laughs> can white cover. Be quiet. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. That's such an out-of-the-box idea. Yeah. And, Jerry, as you know, the music industry has changed so much. That you have and to so be gone thinking. are the days of the major labels and that's just right. the, the special people, quote-unquote. these kinds of things. So, yes, you've got to think outside of the box. I think so, that's amazing. So, all right, so we want to move one. along just so, so we make sure we get all, you know, all of your okay. tips. Promotion and marketing. Uh, okay, well, we're talking about maybe business your number 71. Is that the one we're talking about? That is it. Okay, You're great. Sending your message to your <laughs> Just market. Just wanted to make sure because there's a lot of stuff about promotional marketing. So, you know, the the whole idea here is fit the message to your market. So it's important that you understand when you're when you're writing any kind of marketing material, uh, your bio or your uh, email that you're sending to, let's say you're sending something to a church. Well, you know, you can't be talking in generalized terms about uh, who you are and what you do. You need to think about, well, who are they? And how are you going to talk in terms of what they understand? And that's a very different letter than you might send to a festival promoter where they're looking at how to create an environment that, that perhaps has a main stage performance. Maybe there's some workshop stages that performance. So it's fit, fit what it is that you are offering to the end user, the end reader. You know, if, if you, well, you're a gospel artist, so there's, catchphrases, there's terminology that other uh, types of venues that you would work with that are more familiar to them. So use those terms rather than, uh, you know, a secular artist who might be playing at a club. They have to use the terminology that's familiar to the club booker. So it's very important to understand who it is you're targeting your message for and that sometimes you may have uh, multiple types of audiences uh, that you are performing for and multiple types of uh, marketing that you're doing and you need to have a special letter or press release or, or marketing materials that fit specifically to each one. And, and you'll be, much more, you'll be much more successful that way, you know, as opposed to just hi everyone, you know what I mean? How many times <laughs> do you get those emails that say hi everyone? And, and especially if you have a, an email list and you send out your newsletter or an email about what you're doing and you send it to your fans and you send it to your promoters, you know, the promoters need something different than the fans need. Your fans need to know what you're up to, what's the current uh, buzz about, where you're going to be, how can I get your new CD, how can I go to a show. The promoters or the the people booking booking you at at a specific venue, they need to know different information. They, they need do. To, they need different information, so you can't have one one size fits all communication. 
It has got to be, you know, this one deserves to get their information that they're looking for. This other one over here deserves to get the information that they need to act on, say, booking you. Or say, you know, the fan needs to know, how do I buy the CD? The promoter doesn't want to buy the CD. They want you to send the CD so that they can listen to it and decide whether to book you. There you go. Well, if you're just tuning in, Jerry Goldstein, author, music industry expert, she's here to help give your performing career a boost. Again, her book is called The Tiny Guide to Huge Success, 100 Biz Boosting Hot Tips to Ignite Your Performing Career. And I know I'm kind of rushing her, folks, because we only have an hour, but I promise you, if you pick, when you pick up her book, she gives such detailed information on these 100 tips. You will be, I, Jerry, I think I probably have like eight different bookmarks because the book, <laughs> you don't have to start at number one. You can start at number 80, yes, 65, I know. One you know, whichever one things, applies to you. Now, in the chat room, we've got some questions for you. Are you ready? Oh, great. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Okay. Okay. Uh, one is what makes a good-looking agent, like what qualities you should look for. And then two is uh, some of them are saying that they've heard that it's a bad thing to, bu- to book yourself. It makes, you know, some say the perception is it makes you seem small-time. So, you know, if an artist does not have a booking agent, um, obviously they don't want to wait around until they can find one. They need to get That's on the right. phone and start making That's those right. calls and looking at websites and That's booking right. themselves ahead and, you know, fill up their calendar. What about that? Is it bad to book yourself? Well, let's just put it this way. The most attractive thing to getting a booking agent is going to be that the booking agent sees that you have a lot of demand in the market that you want to play in. So if you have no gigs that's not an attractive thing to a booking agent and they won't pick you up. But if you are being booked all over the place and you're making money, then they will want to come in and be part of your success and then can take you to another level. So at some point, until you get to the place where you would be attractive to an agent, you've got to do it for yourself. And the whole thing that you keep in mind is you are building relationships. And venues don't really care about the fact that you are a booking agent or you're not a booking agent or you're the artist. If they're building a viable and considerate relationship with you and and you're delivering on what you say you've got in terms of your performance chops and you're delivering the goods, they're going to love working with you. I know for me, um, I'm on the phone a lot. Um, That's right. I bet you are. But what I'll do is I will, you know, make the introduction. You know, I've got a pretty friendly personality. And then once I get it booked, that's when I hand it over to my manager. Or depending on, you know, because I have to be sensitive on, on, you know, who the venue is. If it's some small-time church, you know, in, you know, King George, Virginia, uh, I probably would just handle it and get my manager involved at the latter end. You know, it's just going to depend. But my point is I let them know, hey, I have a manager. Um, You know, she will follow up with you. You know, uh, you can talk directly to me, but my manager. And then my manager comes in. She discusses rate and all those things I really don't like talking about. Okay, well, that's perfect. That's a perfect way of doing it. But some people don't even have that person to hand it off to. And so you've got to be – Uh, proactive about taking care of your career because if the ideal is that you want to get a booking agent eventually, you need to have something to pitch to a booking agent that is going to make it worth their time and energy. So you need to build it to a certain place. Now, as far as the other question goes um, about what are the personality traits of a booking agent, was that it? 
Was that the no? Question? They just wanted to know what what are the what what should they be looking for in a booking agent? Oh, what because be I think booking for? agents only get paid when you get booked, correct? Well, that's true. That's a very true thing. <laughs> and uh-huh. so, what you should be looking for if if you're looking for a booking agent that's going to be um, a good fit for you, well, you need to have somebody that is easy to talk to, that is going to be caring about you and your music or performance, whatever that is, somebody that is going to be interested in getting out there and working on your behalf, um, and somebody that, and it, and here's one thing that you don't really need it to be. I mean, it's lovely to have somebody that's already working in the industry and has lots and lots of contacts, but the reality is that if you have somebody that cares about your career, that cares about helping you move forward in your career, and it, and the person has no industry contacts, that's okay because there's a ton of directories, there's a ton of uh, resources that can get them the contacts. I'm going to call my mama. That's, I mean, you know, if, if it's somebody that you trust <laughs> and that cares about you, there are so many um so many examples of people who worked with friends, you know, good, caring friends, a, a really uh, intensely uh, loyal fan, um, a family member, somebody that really does have your best interest at heart um, is oftentimes much better than working with a big established agency who have other artists that are already bringing them income and are already, you know, having the phone ring for them so that they don't have to get out there and, and do all the calls and everything. Yes, but not your mama, okay, Maybe Marvin? Not your mama. Maybe not your mama. I don't know that about your mama, but my idea, mama will no. mess me up. She'll, have, she'll be booking me all over the place for free. Well, let me tell you, though, I have, <laughs> I have an artist uh, who's a teenager up in, in the Boston area, and her mama is doing the work for their band, and she is just hot. She's doing an oh, amazing job. She's an exception. She's very, doing we an amazing mama, black mamas, job. Okay. Yeah. They are very, <laughs> yeah, they're they're very, very nurturing. They're very and so all they have to do is hear somebody's sob story or yeah, I'm on a budget or yeah. we'll, we'll feed know, uh, your artist some fried chicken and some greens. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me just let me just slip my little, uh, the, the place where you can go and get this book uh, if, if you're interested. Let me just slip this right in here if you don't mind. Okay. Okay. You can go over to performingbiz.com backslash huge success. That's performingbiz.com backslash huge success. Performingbiz backslash performingbiz.com. Okay, got it. I post I posted it in the uh, chat room. Thank you, Crystal TV show. She also posted uh, www.performingbiz.com forward slash. Is it forward slash or is it backslash? I don't know. Whichever one. I think it's it's forward slash. I think think it's like the, you know, from the bottom left to the top right. (laughs) Right. I like that. I'm going to start saying that to confuse people. Bottom left. <laughs> Bottom left. No, you don't want to confuse right. them. Yeah, that's right. That's the way it goes. I think it's. I think it's well, a bad Well, Jerry, left. thank you so yeah. much for stopping in with us. And she, logic to teacher, I got her to stay the entire hour. Is that I, awesome yeah, or what? That's amazing. That. This is great. And I was in the middle of a thunderstorm too. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so we could have lost her at any moment. Uh, no, exactly. but, uh, well, we're glad. We're glad you came. 
I'm glad that I came also, and thank you so much for all of your kind hospitality and that wonderful green room and and your sweet personalities. Oh, well, we oh, love you thanks. too, lady, and I can't wait to meet you in person one day. You're in Virginia, so I am some in way, Virginia. somehow, we're, our paths will cross. I must be driving by your road some point. <laughs> yep, exactly. Hey, matter of fact, if, Jerry, if you are doing any uh, festivals or yes, any, um, you know, nonprofit events that you're in, you know, in control yeah. of and booking uh-huh. talent, please keep me in mind, see? Oh, okay, you're pitching me for gig. Well, that's, that's great. That's right. <laughs> I'm reading your book. I'm, I'm and, learning. And they see? said you were shy. Uh, no, she's not shy at all. She, you're lucky she didn't sing her whole album for you in two minutes. That's so great. That so great. Jerry, I hope you have a great weekend, and thanks well, again thank for being so on the Music Box one more again. Well, time to visit with you guys. I really appreciate it. All right, lady, you take care. All right, take care. So long. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, that was amazing. And again, folks, I'm letting you know, we only touched the tippy tip of the surface. I promise you, pick up her book, The Tiny Guide to Huge Success, and I, you, you will be so happy that you did. There are so many tips in here that I could have asked her about, but logic, I was, I was being selfish. Yeah, and you were, you, you, were, you were speeding through it, girl. You were trying to get all those tips. She almost read the whole book. If you would like for the listening portion of the book, just listen to the archive from top to bottom. We're we're going through the whole book. There we go. I don't want anyone to listen to the archives because I I want to just save all of these tips just for me. Just for you? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Is that is that Christ-like? Yeah, well, probably not. But <laughs> yeah, more like Peter to slash everybody from the bottom left to the top right. Uh oh. <laughs> Well, here, listen to this. I will give one that we didn't get a chance to talk about, but, again, it's in her book. She talks about, and, again, this is especially for gospel artists. I know I have a whole lot of artists who listen to the show, but I'm going to be biased. Y'all, I'm telling you, there are colleges who book talent, performing talent, and bands all the time. So, again, we're competing for these churches, these mega churches, and there are small churches out there who would love to have a gospel artist. Some of them, some of them have never had a gospel artist come and grace their church, and they will pay you, too. And I'm not talking about fried chicken and wing bones and, right. <laughs> and sweet potato pie. They will pay you money. We're not but turning that down. colleges. Marvin, how about police stations with their police balls? How about City Hall with their holiday uh, gatherings that they have in, uh, in the wintertime? I mean, there are so many venues that we could be focusing on, but we're not. We're all like little church. mice. We just got to be in church. Church mice. Church mice. Going to the same piece of cheese. Yes, and, it's, and it got corners on it that got green stuff going on. <laughs> Disgusting cheese. It's not... Somebody got delivered just from that little nugget of wisdom right there. Shout, you should shout right now. You should go right out, right into shout-out time with the organ right now. <laughs> Actually, I think that's a good idea. But that, really, I'm serious. Uh, people who are looking, um, artists who are dead serious about increasing their bookings, I don't know about y'all, but uh, Tanya Dallas-Lewis is, is thinking outside of the box. And you guys are going to see exactly how out of the box uh, I'm thinking uh, coming up real soon here. But. As my co-host, the Walmart brother, just said, what time is it again? It's shout-out time. It's shout-out time. Did I do good? It's shout-out time. It's shout-out time. We're trying to get down this Lewis. It's shout-out time. It's shout-out time. Right here on the music box. It's shout-out time. It's shout-out time. We're trying to get down this Lewis. It's shout-out time. It's shout-out time. Right here on the music box. It's shout-out time. It's shout-out time. We're trying to get down this Lewis. It's shout-out time. It's shout-out time. Right here on the music box. 
Well, we are so excited about the music box and you guys uh, sharing and making sure that y'all were here tonight. Y'all don't have to do that. I'm telling you, Marvin, they don't understand how appreciative. It sounded kind of like a violin. I need you to improve. I uh, just want to make sure everybody knows that the rebroadcasts of the music box are now airing on Thursdays at 12 noon. On the PG Network, I come on right after our man, Bat, or Broderick Purvis. You guys know him. He's at WLOU in Louisville, Kentucky. So honored. And then I'm also on the IM Radio Network, and we are in the works with a couple other Internet radio stations to add the music box there as well. So I'm excited. I'm so excited. Mm, mm, and I just can't hide it. Oh. No, 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 no. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. I heard the little good? girl messed up the national anthem at the, the during the game just to bring up the game again since it's not. Who messed it up? Who, who sang it? I don't know. Some little girl. It's tw- it's on Tweeterville and all in our chat room. Our chat room people are now not talking about us. They talking about the little girl that messed up the national anthem. They are so rude. <laughs> they are rude. They are okay. rude. I love it. I love every minute. Rude. That that's how they say it. Uh, people from the West Indies and South America. You know the islands. Rude. Ooh, Y'all being boy. rude. Wow, did did she mess up the lyrics? What happened? Uh, I, she, I see. Uh, Trish just said no, just bad singer. And uh-huh. uh, I so said that's, I, I that's hear, why they should have uh, had Trish, Trish. They should have had Trish Stanley singing the national anthem exactly. for the NBC. Said, yes, it's I am really booking simple. Wow. Oh, oh, well, you got to confirm that she's booking you. I have to show. confirm that she's booking me. This chat room is hot today, man. We are just the chat room is getting it today. <laughs> I need about fifty people to uh, fifty more people next week. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, we're doing pretty good. We are averaging uh, between 350 to over 800 listens per show. So oh, God, yeah. is good. We need them all. I know, I love it too. Though. So you guys hilarious. keep spreading the word, and we do appreciate y'all coming in the chat room each night. And guess what, family? Even if you can only come in for five minutes, that helps with our listener totals. Of course, we use these listener totals, you know, to uh, promote the music box, to get, um, you know, prestigious guests, and even advertisement is on the way. So I appreciate you guys' Ooh. teamwork today. Excellent. Keep All right, in, my guys. love. Well, I am tired. It's been a long day, and I've got a one-year-old uh, that will be with me for the next four days that i got to get ready for bed, and, and, and a, in addition to my own children. So. Oh, I was about to say, Trey's still here. I was, I mean, I know. <laughs> you got to send him uh, one day for two or three days. Seriously, to I'd love to quarantine it because he, he'll be all over your house. Everywhere. You forget, I'm, I'm, my husband and I are raising two little chocolate boys right now. We know about exactly. little boys who go all over the place. All over the place. So you should be great. So he's on his way. Okay, send him on. And exactly. I, I'll, I'll let you know off air what my fees are. So anyway, oh. if you haven't... <laughs> if you haven't heard these three words anytime this week, please hear them from Logic the Teacher. We love you. That's right. That's right. I love the way you said that. It was kind of with the attitude. But God loves you more. Yeah, I'm trying to work on my preacher voice. Okay, do, you do that. And I'm going to say, but God does love you more, because some of y'all, I don't, I don't, some of the people, I don't really, I don't like as them. As a girl messed up the national anthem, I definitely know that God loves her more. <laughs> you ought to stop. She was nervous. She probably had performance anxiety. And if she listened to the music box, she would remember that Carrie Cole, music industry coach and celebrity vocal coach, recommends that you take uh, a natural remedy called gelsemium 
before you sing. It's just a natural calming, um, you know, natural oh, well, remedy to help you with your nerves. I'm about to play the violin again. <laughs> but I will say, and I didn't hear the little girl do the NASA anthem. I will say that the gel simium does not help you sing better. If you can't sing, exactly. it's not going to help you sing, okay? It's just like going to help the your anxiety. There we go. No more violence. No All right, more. tonight we're going to leave out on uh, some good music. Again, we featured Anthony Brown's uh, testimony. I hope you guys are feeling that. I really like that. I really did. I think we'll leave out tonight on Minister Eddie B. Sands' uh, I Must Tell Jesus. I've got some things I need to talk to Jesus about myself. And uh want to make sure that you guys um, check me out on Twitter. Follow me at Tanya D. Lewis. That's T with an A. N-Y-A-D is in dog, L-E-W-I-S. Also, you've got to follow the Walmart brother. I think maybe you yep. need to start another another Twitter handle called at Walmart brother. I don't know. At Walmart, but no, they got to pay me before I make that my central marketing. Oh. Remember, Dude, we're not uh, give them number free 71 says fit your message to your market, <laughs> and right now Walmart's not paying me enough. I got you. What is your Twitter so they can follow you on Twitter L-D- as well? L-D-T-03. LDTO3, and you can also follow me at NDO4, the best company in the world for publishing, writing, songwriting, whatever you need. Amen. All right, folks, we're so grateful that you hung out with us tonight, and we'll see you next week, same time, same place. We've got two radio uh, gentlemen that will be joining us next week. That's Andre Crazy One Griffith. He is a stellar award winner. And then Bishop Sam Williams. He's high-ranking up there in the Gospel Music Workshop of America. And he's also a pioneer of when it comes to a radio technique that everybody uses today. You guys will learn a lot from the both of them. We invite you to tune in next week at 8 o'clock, same place, same time. All right, y'all? I was talking to you, Logic, but that's okay. Well, I know you're ready to watch like the game. I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm exhausted and tired. Love you, brother. You have a great night. And again, Eddie B. Sands, Jr. with I Must Tell Jesus. Y'all have a great night and a great weekend. I must tell Jesus All of my trials I cannot bear burdens alone. Oh no, no, in my distress, He kindly.
Oh, quickly 